What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sunday Q&A. Uh, right, start off today by saying um, I'm going to give a shout out to Danielle, who I met at the BP in Aylesbury about 6 o'clock yesterday morning. Uh, don't normally work on a Saturday, but a job pinged up. I was dropping off in Aylesbury on the Friday, and a job pings up, picking up from Burkham, which is kind of on my way home, uh, needed to be delivered to site. It was supposed to be 8 o'clock in the morning, but I was lucky. I got there early, and um, they were there early. Um, Saturday morning, and I'm not that rich, I can't turn this kind of dough down, so you get decent money for mobilising a truck on a Saturday, because you're only going to do one, it was only 30 miles, so I'm there and back and done, I've done all my fluids, and because my mechanic's off at the moment, his daughter's had a baby, um, so I've had to do the fluids, do the cars, downloaded the taco heads, I've done a video on how to download the taco heads, done that this morning, been very productive, and now it is, so Danielle, he's got the van, he's got the insurance, he hasn't joined the CX yet, someone swiped his, he's got a very nice Mercedes, and someone has swiped that one, bless him, so mate, when you do join, I hope it works out for you, I'll give him my number, you know where I am if you need me. Right, um, I did one on the flag, there's going to be a follow up just because I think there should be. So we will discuss that one another day. Uh, thanks very much for all your support. I didn't know it was going to go. I really didn't. You know, when you start dealing... I'm not a political animal. And when you start dealing with these kind of things, it can go horribly wrong, as it has done in the past. But people were actually very supportive. So thanks very much. Uh, so instead, we're going to focus on, you know, general stuff, building sites. Um, the main name, guys, is depending on what you're delivering, it, it, it depends how muddy it is. It says, um, at the beginning of the site, e.g. pipe work, and, you know, yeah, because they call it, they, it comes in phases, doesn't it? It's like groundworks, or is it phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, and it might be the groundworks, and then it's kind of the foundations, and then it's kind of the bricks, and then it's kind of the windows and the roof, and then it's kind of plastering and electrics, because my wife works for a guy who actually builds housing estates, so um, it's one of my mates, actually. Um he says, um, he said, it's got money at start, you know. He said, but there'll be basic roads built and hard standing. And the yellow JCB fork truck, the fork truck, which you can see with the forks in the air, will be able to tell you where the site office is or the contractors on site at their um, on-site storage container, or they'll be at the end of the containers, like, you know. He said, but don't get your truck stuck, although the forklift can get the trucks unstuck. I've had that one before as well. I had to put off onto the ground, and the geezer had to come out in one of these fork trucks and bring me forward. Um, and when it rains, you get some muddy and all good, good fun. So what he's saying is when you get to the site, if it's a new site, be extra careful. Because it might not be hard standing, in which case you probably there will be makeshift roads. There will be kind of like, um, 
gravelly roads so try and stick to them don't go on the grass once the site's a bit more established you've got the mud you know you've got the um the normal roads uh godzilla's he said the advice i'd like to offer he said is if there's a number in the notes because sites can be massive yeah i've been onto sites before where there are five or six different constructions going on in the same place you know he says uh people move around a lot and numbers are given out happily and the only way is contacting people so yeah if there is a number on the notes when you get on site ring it you can guarantee it's going to go to answer phone. You go to the universal answer phone. But if you've got a number, I often think if there's a number, when you're 10 minutes away or even half an hour away, give it a bell. And that way, if it goes to answer, you can ring it 10 minutes away. And then you can ring it when you get there. And you've got three chances of actually getting through, like, you know. He says, he says yeah, call 10 minutes before getting there. Um, Telling you I'm collecting, delivering on behalf of. Get the details, ask the question. Um, putting over for a couple of minutes can save you an hour of sliding around in the mud, seeking some random bloke who wants to, who, or what's even worse, multiple companies on site and offices scattered all over the place, like the main angles. Yeah, no, it, it is true. Um, not only this, but the type of tyre we carry, um, we'll have a fenced off area. They, they, they keep their stuff in a fenced off area. So you get a container, and then there will be like an area. And that is often the compound where the stuff is dropped. Not always, but that is often where it goes. He said um, it's well worth asking, you know, if that's where the stuff has to be dropped off. And if you can tip it yourself, um, or someone can pop along for 10 minutes and count up and sign it. Yeah, so if you can actually get there and say, well, you know, I'm quite, I've got a tail lift, I've got a pallet truck, I'm happy to take it off myself. Or you can unload it, and when the guy turns up, you can go, it's over there, mate. Sometimes that can work. It can also work against you. They go, no, we don't need it there. It actually, it's got to be over here. Then you've got to reload it and then re-unload it again. So be careful with that one. He says, um, I'm going to carry on. I'm going to carry on. <laughs> I'm sorry. you got a lot to get through. I really should read the stuff before I make the video. But it's, time is of the essence. Uh, Ian McBride. He says, make sure you have, as Pete says, you have PPE. More importantly, make sure you've got a contact um um, a contact number so as you don't um, give anybody in high vis the parcels yeah so so you're basically saying don't just give it to any old Tom Dick and Harry and normally they won't take it well actually I don't know if people will take it but you've got to make sure it goes to the right person it says I deliver to a site in and around London so phone number is always the best way um, to get it to get done and get off site quicker if if not prepared, if you're not prepared, if not be prepared for a long wait, even better get a time delivery morning slot. Some contractors are from up north, so Friday they're normally on their way home uh, for the weekend by midday. This is another thing I meant to mention. Um, a lot of sites will shut at four. So if you're picking up about, you know, 12, 1 o'clock and you've got a decent drive, it may well be worth ringing the shipper who you're picking up on behalf of and go, look, I'm picking this up at 1 o'clock, I'm going to a building site. Are they going to be open? Because if you say, if you give them a ring and you ask this question and then you get there and shut, you can go, look, you said it'd be open, it's shut. I'm now going to have to re-deliver it in the morning. There will be a re-delivery fee. And that's something another guy asked, a question we've got to come on to. Oh, also, by the way, sorry, Godzilla's, I nearly picked up. He says, nice one, Pete. He says, I've got some steel toe cap wellies. Of course, I never have them in the van when I need them, but the thought's there. Yeah, steel toe caps. Need them on site. PPE is important. Uh, van on a run. He said, it's fine this time of year, but I'm not a fan in the winter months. He said, because they can be filthy. Even when the roads are laid. So we go into the fact that sites are muddy. Be prepared that. And also, even when we're like the phase two, phase three, they will still be muddy. 
Um, he said, I also find builders, plaster, etc., have the least respect for vans, even if it's someone else's. Um, I think they assume that you just do building materials and it's fine. So they're basically saying, we just chuck the stuff in the back. It's like, lads, when I get to the next stop and I've got to get this stuff out of my van, then I've got to go to pick up another job and it kind of needs to be clean. You can't just bung dirty stuff in the back of the truck. He says, um, I picked up some bags of plaster before so i put a dust sheet down and the guy says don't worry mate they're only bags of plaster i had to politely explain it wasn't his plaster i was trying to protect it was my van fair enough um anonymous this is one of my on the subject of um dirty things he said, one of my old depot managers was a total can't read that word it begins with a c um you must always have a clean van otherwise it's 20 pound a, a fine a daily fine he said once i had to walk through a foot of mud, 200 yards to deliver stationery, the fine system soon went out the window. So the guy said he was fine, he would work for the guy, he would fine him £20 if he didn't have a clean van and then send him to sites. That ain't going to happen, is it, really? Uh, Jason Burke said, I used to deliver paint to building sites every day, was constantly cleaning the van and the gear out. And this is a difficulty with the CX. A lot of the time you'll get the job and you won't realise until the job's come through that you will be delivering the site. Once you've done it a few times, sites aren't always that scary. There are pros, pros and cons to it. They're easy to find. Um, and then they do tend to be pretty good about taking the stuff off. Like, yeah, just stick it over there, mate. You know, so... Right, Domain Name Guy. We're going to have a little feature on Domain Name Guy today. We haven't had one today, and he's a regular, you know, I do Spotlight on. So, um, and he's a regular... I mean, a lot of you are regular uh, contributors, and I haven't done one on him, so... So and I'm very grateful for the information that you share with me that I can then share with the others. So today, spotlight on domain name guy. He said a good idea for a video. He said how to get the second and third pallets on a long wheelbase van when a forklift doesn't have extensions. He's the it was straps fed round um, and you use your noggin as pulling it in and pushing it in. I'd like to do that video, but I'm not in a van anymore. I'm in a truck. There's one I always wanted to do with um, how to get. A four-meter pallet on a Luton van if it's not a curtain side. And I always said I'd do it, and I never did, and I can't now. So, but yeah, you're right. There are ways of doing it. Um, maybe oh, but maybe we'll just do one in theory. Who knows? Maybe I'll get a little sort of dinky toy and show you how to do it. That's not a bad idea, is it? Um, I could do it in a stop-frame animation. Oh, I feel, I feel um, an Ardman animation. <laughs> a Wallace and Gromit video coming on. I set it off a little by watching me. Um, right, he said. I, he said I thought the extended driver's hours were only for one month, which ended on the eighth of August, and left, unless extended further, don't know. I'm not running them anyway. I did it once or twice, accidentally came utterly unstuck and went. I'm not playing this game. It's utterly ridiculous. I'm going back to the old system. Although there has been a thing in the news today about um, the extension on. Um, how we're now desperately short of drivers and how we really need to go to Europe and go, we need some more drivers because we're running out. I think also someone turned around later on and they said not just uh, Tesco's, but Lewis's and someone else are now offering a £1,000 sort of golden handshakes to um, drivers. It's happening, isn't it? It's the Brexit thing and the LE35 thing. It's happening. It's going to put the price of transport up, which could which could potentially be good for us. Not also great for me when you bear in mind that the advert went in the paper this week. I'm going for my second operating base out of Coventry, and I'm going to need to find three drivers very soon. But we don't seem to struggle to find them. I think it's because we, we're very much two jobs and knock. Not a heavy day. I think they kind of like the a lot of drivers like the way that we work. So I'm, I'm hoping fingers crossed on that score. Um, 
He says, um, L-O-L-L-O-P truck warehouse picker jobs are paying £14 an hour for an eight-hour shift. This is going on. This is why there's no drivers. Including half-hour break in the subsidised canteen, supermarket company perks. This is, you know, double on bank holidays, triple time on bank holidays, double time and a day in lieu on bank, all this kind of thing. Pension share scheme. He says... Except as opposed to £10 an hour driving a van on a multi-drop with no no perks. There is a reason there's a driver shortage. I agree. There's no driver shortage. They're just trying to pay. To me, what it is, is you'll do the thing that's best for you. And if the job over there is paying this with all the perks, the job over there is not doing anything like it. You're going to go to the job over there. And the driver's jobs just don't seem to be paying the dough they should. Um... He said it would be good to see two experienced multi-drop drivers that are familiar on their own routes, but load the vans differently, e.g. one loading van, not sorting through the load, and then one loading and scanning parcels with them on the floor, and to see like, you know, who comes out the fastest. Again, there's a lot of things. I know the circuit mob, the ones that I make the videos for, would love to see this kind of thing, and they've said to me before, is it the kind of thing you can do? And I kind of said, well, possibly know a guy, but not really what I do, you know? So... Yeah, who knows? If there's anyone out there doing the Amazon or doing the Hermes is in my area that's interested in doing some videos of what it's actually like to be a circuit, you know, to be like a, a multi-drop driver, um, give us a shout out in the comments. Maybe I'll get back to you. Maybe we could do something like that. Actually, to show people. I mean, all I can do is tell people what, what you tell me. I, it would be nice to actually see someone physically do it, like you know. Um, he also says... Uh, domain name guy we're still on you uh, Pete's ideal van a Mercedes Sprinter curtain side with tail lift 64 plate has been listed for sale on the YouTube channel JS Vans ideal for C work yes it is I would be careful to see how many miles it's done in my opinion most curtain side tail lift vans are ex-career driver's vans and they normally come with very high mileage sometimes you're better off buying a box Luton um, with a tail lift with a lower mileage and getting the curtain converted um he said, there's no reason... Oh, this is another thing he used to come up with. He said, there's no reason when you're sitting on a bay, there's no reason why you can't trade stock market while sitting on a loading bay. It takes three minutes to trade, and um, there's enough um, YouTube videos to show people how to make money on the stock market. Terrifies me. I guarantee I'd lose my shirt. But yeah, if you were sitting on a bay, maybe one day, you know, start with tenner, 50 quid. See if I can make it go somewhere. Worst case scenario, lost a tenner, lost a McGarrett. Lost a cockle? Not the end of the world, is it? Oh, it's, I don't, it's, to me, it's just... <laughs> I don't know. Stick to what you know. Driving vans. Driving lorries. I'm okay at that. Right. We're on a miscellaneous. Uh, right, now I did that one about moving loads truck to truck. Tiffioso Cornwall, he says, he says, he says um, quick question, should you not have put your taco disc in? I know it was only 10 minutes, but it is the official rules. Kind of yes, kind of no. Because we're on private land... Theoretically, yeah. Theoretically, I am working on a Saturday, making these videos. You could argue, although it's kind of a hobby, or doing driver's cards is work on a Saturday. So does that mean that I've got to put my card in, have it on hammers, go home, do my other work, go back and take the card off on hammers? There is. Should I be doing that? I don't know. And how far do you want to go? In that case, if I'm painting the hallway, should I go and put it on hammers? Because I know I'm only decorating my own house, but painters get paid to paint the hallway, so therefore it is work if I'm dragging the bins out. So what we tend to do, because I park in front of Harry, or sometimes Harry parks in front of me, he might get there at eight o'clock, at 5 o'clock in the morning. I might not be out until 7. So he will have to move my van out of the way, and he will drive that van out, then drive my van out, and then when I get there, there's a thing that flashes up, driving without card. I've spoken to Daniel about it, shunting. Shunting is fine. 
because sometimes you do have to move trucks around the yard. But if it shows up that you've driven 0.3 miles or 0.1 miles without a card, that's fine. If it turns out that you've driven 20 miles without a card, unless you've got a reason, that's not fine. So shunting, and what I was effectively doing when I was moving the load from load, I shunted Gordon's lorry round, shunted mine, swapped the loads over, and shunted them back. So I think I'm okay. Um, I think that what they would do is they would look at the rest of your record and everything else you've done, in which case we are still spotless, checked all the cars today. Lovely. Um, and download the Taco Heads today. There's a video coming out. I know it's overdue, been overdue, on how to download the Taco Heads with that um, DigiView Plus thing, which I use, which is great. Um, but that'll come out in the near future. I'm backing them up now, guys. Even doing three or four a day, I'm still backing them up. So I hope it's not getting too heavy, but you don't have to watch them. Um, but, yeah, it's all coming out. Hello, Cat. You all right? Um, what are you do? Trying to hog the limelight. Get off. Hang on a second. That was Mayhem, one of the four trying to muscle in on the action. Uncle Jason will be pleased. Uh, right, Nick the Urban Trucker. Spoke to him a couple of times this week. Good speech. He's, he's kind of the clued up guy here. Um, he says, Pete, you probably should know this already, but if you change your company from sole trader to partnership, a sole trader from sole trader or partnership to a limited company or LLP, you have to apply for the operators again from scratch as they class it as a new entity. It's madness, I know, but something you might want to look into in the future. I know, I, I've realised this myself, it's going to be painful because at the moment I'm still registered as sole trader or we're registered as kind of a partnership. It just, it's just more red tape, but I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Like, you know, in the meantime, we're just going to keep um, kicking on, like, you know. Um, he said, I've never heard that it's okay to move your vehicle while on brake. I'm pretty sure it's illegal. The only time you're allowed to move a vehicle is when you're on a ferry and train rules. And he goes into quite a lot of detail about this because he's kind of clued up. I think he's kind of transport manager. I have done a video that shows how you move your video, you move the truck on brake. So I'm on brake, then I've moved it, and then I've gone back on brake, and I haven't lost my brake time. Whether it's legal or not, I don't know. But I will say that the only reason I knew about it was I, I think I asked a question or someone else asked a question to the guy when I was on the CC, CPC training and he said, you can do it. So the guy who taught me the CPC on driver's hours said you can do it. We'll probably have a debate on it. Somebody out there might have the definitive answer, but I will put the video up in the near future that shows how to move a truck and still stay on brake. According to the taco. My, my thing is, if you can't do it, then how come the taco lets you? Otherwise, what the taco would do is the second that steering wheel appeal, brake would disappear. You couldn't get it back. So it must be doable. Otherwise, the taco wouldn't let you do it. That's, my, that's the way I look at it. Um, M4 Productions. He says, Pete, I'm an HGV driver currently doing my CPC. Uh, question, thinking about getting an operator's license next year. When it comes down to insurance, what's the major difference between 7.5 tonne and an 18 tonne? Not a lot, really. About the same price. The one thing that was surprising is it's actually cheaper to insure lorries than it is to insure vans. Because they're assuming that you're going to be mainly motorway, mainly distribution to distribution, whereas vans are going to be sidey roads, stopping, starting all over the place. But, yeah, no, there's nothing in it. Basically, like for like. Uh, Martin Bonev. Great video, Pete always says that. Always do a thumbs up, Martin. Thank you. He says, I'd like to say thank you for your helpful advice. I've been doing it for, thir for five months now. 300,000 miles and it works for me. And good luck with the expansion. Thank you, Martin. I'll keep you informed. And I'm pleased that the CX is working out for you. James Canning. He said, 
because we talked about the CPC reform, we've discussed it a little bit about how some of it is actually really useful and some of it is utterly pointless. <laughs> In my opinion, which is right, some of it is utterly pointless, using a truck as a weapon. How are you going to do eight hours on using a truck as a weapon? How to stop using your truck as a weapon? Make sure it's locked. Don't park it somewhere stupid. I mean, that don't take eight hours. I'm probably oversimplifying. I haven't done that course. He said, I would like to keep the CPC, but reform it for something worth doing. Not just a box ticking exercise, um, but look on any uh, truck uh, fandom page, and there are loads of questions on tachograph. I'm not the best on a tachograph. I'm not the best on a tachograph. I've done one on driver's hours. Keep it simple. And it's just, and then it's not a problem. Um, but I get by. Also, some professional drivers want £50,000 a year but want rid of the CPC and any form of future training. Now, I think there should be training. I think you should know how to operate. So you should know driving hours so you don't drive for too long, crash your truck into someone and kill people. You should know how to strap a load down so you don't crash your truck into someone and then the load goes through the cab and kills you. There are reasons or kills the people behind. But at the moment... Some of it is essential. Some of it is faff. If anything, I would take driver's hours and split it into two. Because driver's hours is kind of... You could do one on driver's hours and one on work time directive. That would be worth doing. And do you, could you do it for eight hours? Yeah, you could. Um, London Creative. Oh, yeah, because we're talking about the fact I've got a piano upstairs. I want piano for me. He says, yes, you can move pianos. Remember when we had to saw the mole post at the bottom of a banister stairs? Back here, that's me and my mate Nick, Nick at London Creative. He's got his own channel. Please check him out if you get the chance. Um, and please subscribe. Everyone loves a subscriber. It's tough for him to get subscribers. He's a bit more arty. He's not like me. But if you can, have a go. I'd appreciate it, lads. Um... But we, yeah, we had to do this piano move, and it was the blessing. She was in a rented house, and it was a, it was a late, a young, like a young woman, and she was renting with a couple of guys. And it was like she'd got this idea in her head that in the front room she was going to sit at the piano, and then she had French doors. So she was going to play the piano, and the French doors going to be open, birds singing, lovely. Could we get this piano in? It just wasn't going to go. Literally, that much wasn't going to go. In the end, we basically cut the banister out. You got a saw and cut the banister out. And I went, Love, this is a rented house. What are you going to do in 12 months' time? You've got to give it back. You know, she said, Well, wait, I don't care. Just get it in. We got it in. We didn't think we was going to do it. And then it went. That doesn't sound good, does it? Bang! No, it went. It was fine. Um, yeah, good times, mate. And then I got back to the truck and realised someone had let me sat there because I'd parked it in Leeds, London and left it unlocked. What do I expect? They, did, they didn't nick the cradle or the charging cable, which means it's probably utterly useless to them, too. But there you go. Uh, Dale Steele. He says, thanks for shouting out. Didn't realise I'd done that many comments, mate. Thank you very much for um, thank you very much for the comments. Without the comments, nobody would, would share, nobody would learn, and this wouldn't actually be happening. The sleeper pods, I said about the sleeper pods, he's talking about the bit above a loot and van. Um, he said they range from £1,500 upwards. They're useful and surprisingly wide and can come with a heater. I've, um, he said, I had have, I have one on a little recovery truck that was a godsend. He's put um, a link to a supplier on how to shop. He said, if you've got a standard short wheelbase fans, these are no good. But you can get fold-down bag beds. They fit in the bulkhead and fold up, leaving the van empty through the day. It falls back at night. But it's still nice to have a big space for, um, with a pallet underneath the bed. He said, I've seen some on eBay for around 500 quid. Yeah, I mean, if you are going to tramp all the time, an argument can be made that you... It always gets me how expensive it is. It's effectively a mattress, a board, and a portable heater. 
I'm sure there's much more to it than that. I have this, I, you know, I might have, you know. I thought, brick lane. Well, you just get a brick and some cement and put another brick. And put, you know, the, the, how do you build a house? That's, that's easy. And yeah, you try it. You try it, see, see how wonky, see your house fall down. Yeah, I have a tendency to massively oversimplify things. But for me, I'd always just, I, I didn't tramp that much and I'd just sleep in a camp. If I had to, it wasn't that bad. Although I've had a couple of times, I tried to sleep in the Mercedes Travel Lodge once in Wales at one o'clock in the morning in a Luton. Ah, oh, I'm just I think I was, it was colder than Iceland. I don't know how. It was like someone had turned the fridge on. I haven't even got a fridge, and I don't know how. Uh, Steve Campbell, how are we doing, mate? He said about the um, guy with the loot and curtain cider. He said if he had if he had a toe, it's to do with like um, a toe in weight, and and he, he said. Oh, that was it. He said, you'd be overweight if you towed a, a trailer with a Luton. He said, he said, you can have actually, according to Steve, you can have a maximum of seven tonne if you have granddad rights uh, or you have passed a B plus E licence. The whole thing is just, it's a nice idea, but it's just an idea and it wouldn't work in practice. You will be, it will be so much aggravation. Uncoupling the trailer, coupling up the trailer, won't go there. If you're going to do the van, just stick with a van. Um, he also says, I've got an old black uh, Peugeot cab E7 licensed as a private hire and is insured for private hire and goods in transit. So I said part of the problem with putting a package in a cab is it's got the wrong insurance, but according to Steve, you can do it. So that's worth, worth bearing in mind. Um, he says, uh, funny, because oh, he was working at Fisher's. I no longer work at Fisher's since I was rushed into hospital in New York on the first uh, delivery of my shift. They dismissed me without notice, but back to, he's back in the bread store at the moment delivering bread. I am now the breadwinner bringing in the dough. <laughs> yeah, I did the joke this week. Mixed, mixed responses. I hope you're all right, though, Steve. I don't know what he's rushing the hospital for, but I hope you're okay, mate. Um, and he said, I've never heard of the one-minute thing. I just pull my card out. I change the paper CD. Have you ever tried listening to, um, to a used paper chart in the CD player? There's no sound, but the charts get scratched to bits and can't be read. I was, <laughs> I was about to ask about Ferrimode and Outerscope. Yeah, Steve, stop it. This nefariousness, my friend, is not going to get you anywhere in life in the long run. <laughs> Time to play the game. So who's got paper? Is anyone driving on a paper chart? I bet some of you are. Shout out to those of you all driving on paper charts. I used to when I started. I used to drive on paper charts with a pear shape on the markets a long time ago. That was when digital cards were just coming in. So I've done it. Um, yeah, that was interesting, wasn't it? Uh, David Parks. He said, "Magic shunt moving on rest." Is it called Magic Shunt? Well, I've done a video on how it works, whether it's legal or not. We'll see. Uh, Gillo Eugen, he said, quick question. Somebody knows what rates at the moment a 44-ton curtain side and above on the CX. Ironically, you get the same kind of money as my understanding in a 44-ton as you do in an 18-ton. They still don't want to pay much more than £2.50, £3 a mile. You think you get a lot more, but if you're going to think, if you're in an 18 ton, you're going to move 14 pallets. If you're in a curtain, so you, mean, you used to be that you get 40 quid a pallet. It would depend how many pallets you've got to move, I imagine. But the way it tends to work with the big trailers is they'll do two or three loads. So with us in the 18 tons, one load dedicated, if you've got a 44, you're going to go, well, I'm going to take five pallets from here and eight pallets from there and three pallets from there. Does that add up? I don't know. And they're going to move this and going to move that. And that's my day done. But then you've got to marry these jobs up. So if you've got your own customers and you start hooking things together and they don't mind the fact that you've got to do this and do that and it's not particularly timed, that's what Simon said, um, my mate Simon, he, he does the lorries. He said lorries are different to vans. 
Vans have kind of got to be there now. Lorries are like, well, we're going to pick that up sometime between Tuesday and Wednesday and drop it off by the end of the week type thing a lot of the time. They said they know what they're doing. So I can plan my trucks three weeks, a month in advance. So they're different. That's not the way we work. Even the 18 tons are dedicated, need it moving now. And that's kind of, that's what the CX is, isn't it, really? So, um, yeah, but like I say, I don't think you get a lot more money in, in an Arctic as you do in an 18-ton, which is why I say the best van to drive, the best vehicle to drive, is an 18-ton, double curtain side, tuck under tail lift, so it goes on a bay. But bear in mind, if you're going to get into trucks, it's involved. Um, John Franklin, he said, vans need to follow GB legislation, 10-hour driving day. I don't, I don't think that's true, John. Um... Like I say, I've driven much more than 10 hours in the van. There may well be legislation that you can only... They might recommend you only drive for 10 hours. Um, and if you have an accident and they can prove that you've been driving excessively and as a result of which have caused harm, I think they, they can actually prosecute you. But I don't know how, how, how heavily that is true or police, to be honest with you. I'm not sure. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd be curious to know how many Amazon and Hermes drivers out there are actually driving for more than 10 hours right now. And I imagine it's quite a lot on 250 drops a day you've got to get that in under 10 hours driving uh, mind you they stop a lot don't they so I don't know if that doesn't count uh, Johnny Van Courier he says hi you Pete he said if you were into the big breakfast back in the day you should check out, check out Johnny Vaughan's thing on Radio X uh, I've downloaded right now strangely enough I've downloaded the global app I like Johnny Vaughan I can't find he must be on holiday at the moment because he wasn't on when I tried to check it out um, the thing is the adverts drive me absolutely potty, and although um, I listen to, I tend to, I tend to flick between Radio Six, Six Music, and um, Radio Two, and although Six Music now seems to be playing an awful lot more, I would call it music of Black Origin. You know, there's quite a lot of rap, a lot of eighties rap, some of which is good, some of which was good in the eighties. It was awful. It's just sort of sexist, misogynist rubbish. Take that aside, it was still rubbish. Um, and a lot of sort of world music, which isn't really my scene. And I kind of think, well, if you wanted this, you've got Radio 1 Extra for this. Do you have to? I kind of thought this was going to be a jingly jangly, shoe starer, ex student, stare at your shoes type music. Uh, but then having said that, its target market is 18 to 25 year olds, which I've missed by double that. So maybe they're not aiming the station at me. But if that is the case, why is every presenter on there my age, averagely? Give or take. Don't know. But I did try it, and I do. They've also got smooth country. I like a bit of country from time to time. So I'll let you know I get on with that one. Um, and he goes on a bit about the flag. But like I say, I'm going to take that thing about the flag, and I'm going to do one about the flag later. So, But thanks very much for your comment. I will be giving the smooth, the, the um, ex-mob a go. They used to listen to it back in the day when Ricky Gervais was on it, when it all started up, when it was um, XFM. There were some other good people. Who was the other guy? Can't remember his name. He's in the morning. Uh, he was very good. He was funny. I actually got on a radio and spoke to him once. That's not that's not academic. Anyway, we'll go and move on. Lots to say. Mountain Man said John Lewis and Waitrose is offering a thousand pounds for a new driver at the moment. Like I say, they, they seem to be desperate for drivers. Just pay them the money. Did you get them back? But they don't want to pay the money because they don't want their loads to go up. Well, bad luck. Um, Mr. Bruce, he said, Pete, I think you're great. Watch, thank you very much, Mr. Bruce. He said, but just like a British truck driver, all this talk about a shortage of driver's wages. It's funny that you said £15 an hour for Class 2, £20 an hour Class 1, not mentioning what the 7.5 tonne rate is. Mr Bruce, I'm going to tell you as a compliment. The thing is, as a 7.5 tonne driver, I don't really, although I have now passed my Class 2, I haven't actually driven a Class 2 on the road 
on my own because I'm not insured in either of our glass two vehicles because when, until we get fleet, I'm only going to insure it myself and a half tons. So until I change mine, I'm still in mine. Um, so I don't really class myself as a proper big boy truck driver. But I would say seven and a half ton, £12.50, I guess. And bear in mind, I'm talking about £15 now, £20 now. I said, this is what I believe you should, the company should have to, are going to have to start paying to get drivers out of um, stacking shelves and back into lorries. I don't even think we pay that. But I know we pay £15 on the overtime, but I don't think we pay it on a regular day. But then on a regular day, they're kind of paid for the day. And if they finish early, they go home. That's how I think it works. And they seem happy. They seem cool with it. And hopefully they are happy because we need to get some more. But And also, I just like happy people. I think it's a good thing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I take that as a compliment. But off the top of my head, I say even for seven and a half time, particularly if it's got to do a multi-drop, I think it should be £15 an hour. But certainly £12.5 an hour. Because you're still driving a truck and you might be, there might be a lot of um, responsibility for getting the loads on and off, just the same as there would be in any truck. Um, van on the run. Oh, yes. Now, I did one about unconscious incompetent. And he turned around and, you know, it's a good, you know, watch it out. My mate Dave the Crisp um, put me onto it. And it's basically, it, what it is is this. You don't know how bad you are. You know how bad you are. You know how good you are. You don't know how good you are. He said, once you get to the last stage, it's bad at teaching. Because once you're so good at doing it, you don't know why you're good at doing it. Um, it's very difficult to actually pass on the knowledge. He said, I trained as a teacher, and this is definitely true. When teaching stuff I knew lots about, I always end up with lots of confused pupils. Because you just assume, because you know it. I, I know that problem. I often race through things. And then he goes, well, how do I do this? And I go, well, you do it like that. But I didn't tell him. So, yeah, I think if you are good at what you do, you can pass that information on, but you've got to take your time. Uh, Tifioso Cornwall says, um, this may sound like a silly question, are there many jobs posted on Christmas Day? No. <laughs> it's the short answer. You sometimes get jobs on Christmas Eve, which can pay. I mean, there was one, I remember, that used to come from Ben at HBC, and he kind of said it has to go out of this packaging place, and it has to go early, and it has to be in Manchester, or one guy to Manchester, one guy to Liverpool, and he said, and these were his words, it pays a lot of money. And I'm thinking, but I'm going to miss Christmas Eve down the pub with my mates. As it was, it didn't come off. But no, Christmas Day, sit at home with a family, you know. A few, few beers, watch Noel Lemons on the um, post office tower and then fall asleep in front of Bournefield. It's Christmas, isn't it? Um, Van on the Run says about going, to, going up, you know, collecting, loading a job. He said it depends on the length of the job. He said the shorter the job, the closer you need to be to it because there'll be a minimum charge. So if the job is only going 15, 20 miles, you don't want to be a million miles away from picking it up because the job isn't going to earn a lot of money. If the job is going up country, you might consider driving an hour to fetch it because at the end of the day, you'll get your money. Yeah, you, you kind of factor the two in, you know. You might, yeah, the distance, to, sometimes it's wise to factor in the distance to pick up with how far the job is going. And if the job is going away, you don't mind travelling a bit further away. I think that's a very good point. Uh, Steve Daniels. Love the video. Thank you, Steve. Uh, he said, now um, I've got my class two booked at start of November, partly off the back of your content. I hope it goes well. Good luck. It's not too scary. Take your time. Listen to what the instructor tells you. Do everything he tells you. Take your time. Don't get flustered. You'll be fine. Uh, Dale Steele. He says, anyone know um, who does a loot and curtain side? The best thing to do, Dale, I, I, a guy rang me and asked me this, actually. I never had my loot and converted to a curtain. I wish I had. I think it was a mistake. Best thing to do is just Google loot and conversions. If you're in Birmingham, loot and curtain side conversions, Birmingham. 
and then get two or three, ring and find the nearest one. And I would recommend you do it. It should cost you around about 1,400 quid. That's kind of the going rate, I think. You might, I've heard people get it done as eight, nine. I don't know what they got in. I've heard quotes, stupid money. Two and a half, three K. That's way too dear. But for about 1,400 quid, you should get your money back relatively quickly. Uh, Amos B. This is brilliant. Got my class two and dry. Oh, yeah, because I did one on that Taco Master, which was an app I used in the beginning. Um, he said, brilliant. He said, driving hours are twisting my melon. Should be a lot easier with the app. Amos, you, I used it for the first month or two, and in the end, it proved to be more trouble than it was worth because it was clocking up. I was driving when I wasn't driving, and I had it on the GPS, and the GPS didn't work well. It's a good introduction. I've done one on driver's hours. If I haven't done a link earlier on, I'll do another link up now. Um, it's not, if you keep it simple, it's not that tricky. Just just keep it simple. Um, Badescu um, Alexandru says, uh, Pete, I need some help. He said, I started tramping two months ago. The long and the short of it is he picked a load up. It said delivered ASAP. Um, he got there at half past three and it, the business had shut at three. He said, then I had to wait for the morning to drop it off. I'll do you one on this. Um, what should have happened there is you should have rung the shipper, um, told him the place was shut, and then charge and re-delivery fee in the morning. But we'll come, oh, that's an interesting case study. We'll come on to that one for you, mate. Um, Sebastian Ahmed. He says, uh, my Pete, always helpful to watch the videos. I'm in a medium van work. It's been very good rates, especially with the, the delivering of the COVID test. Sebastian, please, it's working for you. Uh, James Ritchie. He says, hi, Pete. Great channel, mate. Thank you. It's not the Pete appreciation, so I shouldn't read these bits out. But I just I, I paste them and read them. I haven't even got... I, sh I probably should go through and edit them. It takes time. You guys can fast forward. You've got video. Um... What's your opinion on the Uncle Albert type of couriers? Um, he said, I I've had 30-year background of driving Arctics and I've gone back into a long wheelbase, fed up with humping furniture and looking at these old guys with envy. I think there's a place for everything. Uh, so, James, we'll do you a proper video as well on the, on the Uncle Alberts. I don't know if I've done it before, but um, I think I've done one on small vans, but I'll do one on the Uncle Alberts. Thanks. I like the Uncle Alberts. Um, JRS UK. You can, you can, apparently, you can, on the CX, you can swap vehicles, but you must have the specific vehicle registered that you must use. So I think what he's saying is, if you've got two or three vans, I think this happened to another guy who had a van and he had a fridge van, and he didn't know which one. I said, well, use the van that you need to. So I think what he's saying is, if you're driving a small van, tell him you're driving a small van. If the next day you're driving a long wheelbase, you have to swap it from the small van to the long wheelbase van. How easy that is to do, I don't know. If anyone's got any more information about that, please give us it, and I'll do a video on it. Hopefully that'll help some people. And finally, we're coming to um, Ian Merrick. Hello, mate. He says, evening, Pete. He says, thanks for the insight. Um, he said... Um, he said, Diamond, he said, apparently it's on Vanessa Phelps on Radio 2. Diamond Logistics telling Vanessa not to worry about the HGV shortage as they have three and a half ton fleet as backup. If you look at their Twitter account, you see a picture of a van uh, with two pallets and how you can break down an HGV load into separate van loads for small, um, from small up to Luton, encouraging the clients to consider convoy. Rubber duck 10-4, good luck, smokies on the back door type thing. So, yeah, great for the garden footprint. That is concerned. Um, I can tell the dolphins are not happy. So long and thanks for all the fish. I appreciate the Douglas Adams reference there, mate. Um, and especially after the code red IPCC, IPCC report on the climate last Monday. Um, 
The drivers in relevant Facebook company are currently assessing, <laughs> discussing Operation Rubber Duck. There is another thing about that, Ian, which is lovely. So what you do is you take the HGV load, you split it into five different vans, you send all five different vans to a Sainsbury's distribution centre or a WH Smith distribution centre. They get there and Sainsbury says, we don't let anything in if it's not a truck. <laughs> send them all back again, put it on an Arctic and send it in. like you know. So I've had that before. I've had to deliver like 10 pounds of Coke on a pallet to a Sainsbury distribution centre and I'm going, why am I doing this? You can get this on the back of a motorbike. And it's like, no, Sainsbury's won't let anything if it's not on a lorry. So, so finally, in conclusion, been another long and I've had another cup of tea um, on the joke. Uh, David Winter said, made me laugh. Cheers and be lucky. Thank you, Dave. You're a very kind man. He's the nicest man I've ever met. Um, and Anonymous Anonymous says, don't give up the day job. That's probably more accurate in fairness. And finally, the last one goes, it might have been Nigel M, certainly the urban trucker, and everyone else who got it right. The Danish manufacturer, the, the world's largest manufacturer of tyres, is Lego. Never specified a size. That's it. Hope you're all well. Take care, take money. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.